Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. All right, everyone, here's what you're going to see today, or here today. This is going to be our summer heat wave show. We are going to give you an entire hour of what can I make if I can't turn on the oven because it's 115 degrees out. This entire hour will give you tips on what to do in a heat wave. It's essential for the summer. We're in the summertime now. If you're listening to this show five years from now, it will still be pertinent because it's all about summer. It's all about what can I do, how can I eat, what can I cook during a heat wave. So let's get started. I'm going to start with a fruit and cheese board. All you got to do is go to your local grocery store, buy a mix of cheese and fruit, chop it up, and make your own uh, board. I'm joined now by Amaris Pollock, food photojournalist. Uh, Amaris, uh, let's get started with your tips. Um, well, I mean, if it's summertime, obviously you're sweltering in the heat. Um, if you're indoors, hopefully you have some AC and so you can turn that oven on and do like shorter, smaller recipes on like using your oven. But, you know, if you are without AC and you have to open up those uh, um, windows in order to stay cool, I get it let's take it to an easier version of cooking. So um, there are tons of recipes out there that can accommodate hot weather. Um, and you're, you're probably going to start seeing it across the board on magazines or whatnot. Um, I will say that I had a watermelon gazpacho that I w had prepared, but I can't <laughs> figure out right. where I put the recipe. So I'm going to give you Tyler Florence's watermelon gazpacho okay. and for the foodies out there that don't understand what gazpacho is, it's basically just cold soup, um, usually with tomato based in it. So this one is, um, again, by Tyler Florence. And he told he in his recipe says you need to puree one tomato and then take half a serrano chili and a cup of cubed um, seedless watermelon. And you need seedless because you don't need those black seeds getting crushed up um, when you do this in a blender. Um, so one cup of cubed seedless watermelon and put all of those ingredients into the blender, add a teaspoon of red wine vinegar and a quarter cup of olive oil and you pulse it so that it's you know n not blending all the way you just you pulse it so it like does the bzz, bzz, like that right um <laughs> and then you add in two tablespoons of minced red onion a half a cup of chopped seed seeded cucumber which you take your to do you take your cucumber slice it down the middle lengthwise and then you take a spoon and kind of just gut it um okay. down the middle and then you take two tablespoons of minced dill. I usually omit that because I don't like dill. It's one of my least favorite ingredients. Um, so per, for me, that's more of an optional ingredient. And then you season it to taste with salt and pepper and puree it again. Then take that, put it in a bowl, chill it for 30 minutes at least um, in your refrigerator. And then loosen it up with water if you need. So add a little bit of water and kind of mix it up a little bit and serve it in your individual bowls. Um, you can crumble on feta cheese if you would like. Maybe, you know, garnish it with a little extra dill. I personally, again, would not. But if you wanted to, you can. And then maybe, you know, some salt and pepper on the side in case of, you know, the people that you're feeding or offering this to would like it to be a little bit, you know, spicier. So right. that's just a quick and easy gazpacho. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Instead of giving everyone a long, you know, the, uh, the ingredients and all that, we're just going to give them an outline. And what I'll do is I'll put the specific uh, procedures on my website, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. How about that? And we'll just give you an outline 
of ideas of what you can make. And then if you want the specific recipes, I'll put it on my website. Uh, my next tip. By the way, that was a fantastic gazpacho recipe. I never heard that one. I've heard a lot of them. Uh, my next tip is veggie tacos. Simply go get a box of tacos, hot, hard shell or soft shell. Chop up some veggies, put a little bit of shredded cheese, and you got yourself veggie tacos. Go ahead, Amaris. I mean, if you want to stick with the taco idea, um, okay. you could you could also do that with uh, with meat. I'll, I this is one where you could like put on your skillet and sa you know saute up the meat with your seasonings. Again, have use a taco shell, or if you're um, going keto, you can use lettuce, um, okay. and you just kind of saute up all the ingredients and you know then you have a not fully heated up um meaning you didn't heat up the entire kitchen but you did warm up some meat so but it's a good summertime uh, yeah, meal that's a have. great idea that's a great idea uh my next tip you can go to the supermarket and get cooked shrimp and just drizzle lemon on it and make yourself a little bit of shrimp uh cocktail also, you can freeze ice, uh, put juice into, uh, into an ice cube, and make uh, drinks by uh, frozen, uh, frozen drinks uh, with flavoring in the ice. Get Amherst. Um, that's actually one of my favorite things to do. I, okay. I also do that with coffee. So after I've brewed coffee, I'll put some of the leftovers inside the ice cube tray. Um, and then you can not like, because otherwise, if you're making iced coffee, you are um, taking away all that nice caffeine. I love caffeine uh, by by diluting it further with ice. So if you make if you use your old ice or sorry if you use your old hot <laughs> coffee and freeze it in the ice in the ice cube trays you can then have iced coffee but not worry about diluting the coffee that's a great idea and so your your tip is putting uh frozen coffee correct yeah like so you put frozen coffee in coffee and you get iced coffee that's undiluted that's, that's actually brilliant i never that's that's a great tip all right my next tip is uh Tomatoes are very good for you in the heat. Uh, also, I wrote a couple things that are good for you in the heat. Tomatoes, melons, celery, uh, anything with a high water content. So my tip will be get cucumbers, slice them up, and get Italian dressing. And mix your cucumbers with Italian dressing. Add some tomatoes, and that will give you a high water content meal. Got Emerson. So, and one more tidbit that you can get from the grocery store, and thank God that grocery stores started doing things like this, because you can actually get hard-boiled eggs that are already de-shelled in little individual bags um, or as a group. So you can buy like a dozen hard-boiled eggs that have already been de-shelled. So if you want to make yourself an egg salad sandwich, you can just go to the store pick those up and then, you know, make it with your mayonnaise, salt and pepper and, you know, anything else that you want to add in there. Usually a little bit of mustard too, um, gives it a nice kick, but, um, you know, that's an easy tip too, because it's easy to make and it's cool. That's, that's another great tip. Uh, another thing you can make now that we're talking about good things to eat during a heat wave, in the old days, we used to make tomato sandwiches. We used to get a Jersey tomato, uh, two pieces of bread, put some mayo on there, and put salt and pepper, and you got a great sandwich. Uh, also, good things to eat during a heat wave are dark greens. You know, salads, obviously. Everyone knows you can have a good salad in the summer. And then mix that with summer fruits. Uh, you know what I mean? And also, people can use a stovetop. You know, instead of using the actual oven. Yeah, Amherst. Um, I mean, it's funny that you said salads because that's one of the main bases when it gets warm out. Um, salads are one of my big go to. And by salads, I'm not 
just pigeon nosing it into eating your mixed greens with yes, fruit, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to actually add fruit to salads. And I do it in the winter time too. But um, typically people start adding in, you know, the little like watermelons or strawberries and blueberries into your salad and making it a lighter, fresher, you know, salad with a say raspberry vinaigrette to bring it into like a brighter kind of summer meal. Um, But like, I'm also talking about salads that you can, you know, purchase like sometimes cooked pasta. Um, There's those little microwavable ones too. Not that I adhere to that normally as a foodie, but I know that there is that option. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, but it's a good thing, you know, it, it doesn't produce a lot of heat if you do actually cook pasta from scratch, um, on the, on top of your stovetop. So you can make pasta salads and, you know, add in all of your meats and cheeses and then, you know, mix up a quick dressing from scratch, or you can just get it from your shelf in the grocery store and add a vinaigrette. So that's it. Let me ask you a question. I don't want to give our listeners full disclosure. Uh, the people that listen to our show often know that I don't cook. I eat out every day. I've often talked about how I mess up ramen noodles. Um, <laughs> is, is, is there any tips on what they can do to uh, put dressing on a salad with, without buying salad dressing? Like, can I get an orange or a lemon or something and throw it on top of the lettuce or no? Is there By all means. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, you can go and buy like a little clementine and, you know, cut it open and add in the fruit that way. But to gotcha. make the dressing, um, you would just actually take olive oil and then like an olive oil of your choice, because um, there's a lot of options out there uh, aside from EVO, EV extra virgin olive oil. I'm right. tripping over that. Um, <laughs> But um, anyways, you take your olive oil base and then you can squeeze out like, I don't know, sometimes like I would say three tablespoons um, or a quarter cup of the juice and then get some of that zest in there, too, with some salt and pepper. Um, You can add in um, maybe a little bit of sesame oil to like give it like an Asian flair and then mix it up um, and pop that on top and you're, you're usually pretty good. Um, cause you get that citrus and you get, uh, the olive oil, which is your fat. You can also add a little bit of vinegar. I would go with something like a white vinegar or white balsamic. Um, not too, too much because you don't want to overkill on on the acids that you're adding, but it's a, it's a very easy, um, mix to make. That's a great idea. And let me ask you a question. Uh, what is your go-to when you make salads? What is your go-to salad recipe? Do you have a certain way you make a salad? Is there anything? Do you add eggs or what do you do? Um, it depends on my mood. I It definitely depends on my mood. I, uh, I eat per what I'm in the mood for. Okay. <laughs> I do eat salads on a regular basis. Uh, it typically, I just go for your um, me- uh, Mediterranean mix. So you get your deeper leafy greens with um, with the red the red lettuce, and um, so you get some bitterness in there. But mm-hmm. like, but mas- mostly like the greener that the lettuce leaf is, the healthier it is for you. So your spinach, your your dark, you know, your kale. I know people. There are people who hate kale, but there. Are, yeah, right. <laughs> there is a lot of um, nutrients that's in a darker green. Um, so you know, I usually have a mixture of of all different kinds of leaves, and then it's you know I. I will say that a lot of times I just go, I want to go quick because I'm on the go all the time. So I do use rest, um, dressings that are from the grocery store, but typically I'll, I'll go after ones that are from a local, like, purveyor. I'm sorry that I can't talk today. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. And we're about to go to break. I just want to remind everyone that you are listening to the Dining on a Dime Heat Wave episode. All hour, we're going to give you tips on what to cook and uh, how to get 
cool down during a heat wave. So we got plenty more to come. Let's go to break. You can find Dining on a Dime on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Uh, This is all business. When we do our shows from home, we are nothing but business. At the end of the show, we might do a couple plugs. uh, But during the show, you're going to hear those commercials. So let's get uh, going. I recommend that you, uh, if you go outside and cook on the grill, a lot of people like to do that. Amaris, do you do that in a heat wave, though? Um, Yeah, only because it's like an open, open air situation um you know especially if there's a breeze like i i feel like there's nothing better than grilling outside um i i love to grill and you can grill just about anything um you can grill veggies you can grill fruits and you know bring out that caramelization um that comes off of them like from pineapples and peaches uh you can grill watermelons like larger fruits um definitely work on the grill you can grill fish steaks i mean you name it i love the grill okay so you would say that it's okay to grill in a heat wave even if this is 110 degrees well i mean humidity is not fun but if you need to eat you need to eat so no matter what like if grilling is the best option and you're not you know because then there's still airflow right even if it's humid you need to eat. All right, let's get down to business then. There are people out there that love to grow. I've gotten emails from announcing that we're doing this show. Uh, I love to, Kevin, I love to grow. I don't care if it's 150 degrees. What is your go-to grill item when you grill, Amherst? Burgers. <laughs> I mean. Burgers, okay. Hand, hands down burgers. All right, and do, you I, put, do you put cheese in the middle of the burger or do you put it on top of the burger? Um, I mean, it depends, again, it depends on my creative side. Like, right. do I feel like going all out? Because my base of my burger is you, and I don't want to share all my tips and tricks, but my base right. of my burger definitely involves, um, adding a ton of seasonings to the actual meat so that when you bite into it, no matter what, if you eat it plain or if you eat it with cheese, it's gonna taste good. Well, I'll tell you what, we do have listeners around the country, around the world. We were just listening to a lot of times in London last week uh, that love to grill during a heat wave. Let's spend one minute talking about what ideas for the grill. I'll give you mine. I had a I went to a barbecue one time and I thought that burnt hot dogs on the grill are the best. So if I had my choice to to grill anything in a heat wave. I would burn some hot dogs. What about you? So wait, burn hot dog. Like so, it had charcoal burnt hot dogs are outstanding, and you make them on the grill, but you you make them till they're burnt. I my brain is not even connecting. I'm like <laughs> a little bit of like like burnt parts. Like I'm no, okay. No, I love with. the whole. I love the whole thing burnt. If you go, if you're going to, if I go to a barbecue, and someone burns a whole bunch of hot dogs, I'll be the guy eating those. The hot dogs. Oh I love no! Hot dogs. I, I am so gonna have to disagree with you. I okay. do not. Well, like what the, is your go? What is your go-to on the grill? I mean, I already told you, like burgers. I love burgers. Um, all right. What about vegetables? I, What's your go-to vegetable? Corn. Um, oh, it, oh, all right. Well, yeah, because you can actually, okay, so you can grill the corn in the husk. So you pull back the husk and like take all of the hairs off, at, like hopefully not, you know, disconnecting the husk for, from the corn while doing that. Um, and then you can season the husk with a little bit of butter or olive oil and then close that husk back up and then you grill it and it comes out perfectly with a lot of flavor because you kind of encased it in itself um so i love i do love to grill some corn that's a great tip and we're doing a whole show this whole show is what happens it's 110 degrees outside what do i make i have to cook i have (laughs) to make dinner so that's what this whole episode is about 
I talked about the grill because we had a lot of listeners emailing me saying, I'll, I'll still cook if it's 130 degrees. I'll still cook on my grill. Let's talk about a couple other things that you can cook with in a heat wave. What about your slow cooker? I love, I was... por- I love pork in the slow cooker. That's my choice. What about you, Amherst? What do you like to cook in the slow cooker? I was definitely going to mention the slow cooker and the hot pot. I don't have a hot pot, so I can't really tell you any recipes from that. But um, the slow cooker is one of my go-tos because it's minimal effort. You do the prep work in the morning when it's still cool enough, and then you set the thing to a low temperature, and then it cooks all day. So whatever you're cooking is going to be nice and tender. Typically, I would cook um, like a meat-based product so brisket um i've done chicken pork you know but brisket's probably my favorite thing to slow cook in a slow cooker um with lots and lots of uh flavor to infuse it and always 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 add a little bit of apple cider vinegar to help tenderize the meat nice and uh we just want to go through the other cooking mechanisms because I know if we do the show, we're going to have people writing us saying, hey, man, you didn't mention this. You didn't mention that. So we talked about the slow cooker. What about a pressure cooker? I've had uh, ribs in a pressure cooker, uh, and I thought it was fantastic. What do you cook in a pressure cooker? I mean, you can make anything in a pressure cooker, and there's cookbooks okay. out there now that are designated just for that. Um, it's it's a pressure cooker, or they call it the hot pot now. Um, it's the same thing, by the okay. way. And it's just they re- well, they really. You can see I don't it. cook. <laughs> you can re- tell I don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know this would actually be a perfect thing for you is a slow cooker or the hot pot because it's something you can plug in and right. then you know it cooks for you. Um, but the, the hot pot is, or the pressure cooker cooks faster than the slow cooker does. So I know that people have cooked chicken in it. They've cooked, um, like stews in it. So, you know, maybe you could cook something and have it hot, like start your tomato bisque or something, and then kind of just call it gazpacho after it's done. Cause then you can refrigerate it. Um, that's great. Yeah. So, and then there's also like the rice cookers, you know, same thing with the rice cookers, you plug it in, you put all the water in. Um, I typically put, uh, sesame oil in there and some salt, and it actually makes it taste a little bit like popcorn in the end, at least my opinion. (laughs) That's that's actually, this is, these are fantastic tips. All right, the next cooking mechanism, so we don't receive people complaining that we didn't cover something, is something I'm actually good at. Okay. Cooking with your microwave oven. It's 115 (laughs) degrees. I cannot cook outside. Let me cook dinner in my microwave oven. I do it all the time. I can tell you that you can make perfectly cooked eggs in your microwave. Yes, I do it all the time. I take a sealable container. I spray it with the no-cooks cooking sprayer. You're going to have a mess. I put the eggs in it. I crack them open. I put it in the microwave. I think it's three to five minutes, three minutes. And you get perfectly fluffy eggs. Uh, Now, let's think of that. All right, you're telling me to cook eggs in a microwave. That sounds boring. How about we do this? How about we add some cheese to the eggs, add some sour cream, jazz up your eggs, Seal the container, but don't forget that Pam cooking spray or whatever cooking spray you uh, use, or else you're going to have a mess. My recommendation for cooking with a microwave <clears throat> is eggs. Amorous, what can you cook in your microwave? I can't say that I've done this, but I definitely had an ex that um, used to cook bacon in the microwave I love would, it. yeah i've had it yeah it absolutely. was it, it made your entire like house smell like bacon so <laughs> i mean i'm not opposed to that i do actually love the smell of bacon because i i mean add bacon to anything and it makes it better in my opinion i totally um, agree yeah, yeah. but but he microwaved i'm sorry i'm trying not to laugh but he did he microwaved the bacon inside of the on a plate with um i think uh 
paper towels. And I mean, yes, it produces a ton of grease, but he did it. And I was kind of like impressed slash shocked. Absolutely. And I'll tell you right now, here's a tip for the foodies like me who eat out every day. If you go to a restaurant and you get a burger and it's pink, more pink than you thought, don't risk your health. Put it in the microwave. Let it cook a little bit more. You can actually cook ground meat in the microwave. Okay. Uh, we covered the microwave. We covered the pressure cooker. We covered the slow cooker. Let's move back into the recipes. Uh, uh, I was going to I was going to say there are definitely some hardcore air fryer people out there. Okay, um, do the air I don't I've never I don't even know what one looks like. Go ahead, talk about the air fryer. <laughs> I mean, I know that air fryers are just like any other mechanism. You kind of like put everything in there and then you like there's a book that you're supposed to follow like you know as to how long to to fry and I'm using fry with air quotes, but how long <laughs> to fry them? Because it, you're not frying them in a saute pan. So that's why it's hard for my brain to twist around this um, concept. But it's supposed to be healthier for you because you're, you're basically cooking them in the air. And you're not getting the grease, correct? No, um, that okay. I think just collects down at the bottom or nice. on paper towels or something. But um, but yeah, you're not getting the grease and you're you're so it's a healthier fry. Um, but I know that there are definitely people who are big into that. That's 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 good to know. And I just want to make sure everyone knows we covered everything. We did the microwave. We did the pressure cooker. We did the slow cooker. Uh, now we're going to get back to the recipes. This episode is all about, hey, man, it's 115 degrees in the shade outside. I need to cook dinner. I need to eat tonight. What do I make? <laughs> right? Yeah. So here's my next tip. We just talked about eggs. Eggs actually are scientifically proven to help you sleep at night. So I want to add that in. So a lot of times it's so hot, a lot of people don't have, you know, if you don't want to turn your air conditioner on and you want to save some money, uh, eggs actually help your body. It's a, what's that called? Tryptophan? What's the thing in the Thanksgiving? Tryptophan. Eggs contain that and that'll help you sleep. So here's my recommendation. We're talking about heat waves. Martha and the Vandellas, heat wave, right? Uh, yeah. Get a roasting pan. Put a bunch of ice in the roasting pan. If you want to save some money on air conditioning, turn on your fan and put the roasting pan of ice in front of the fan and the air will come out like a air conditioner. It'll, it'll cool. It'll make your fan actually blow cool air. So that's my tip. I figured while we were talking about eggs, I'll throw that in. Not so much a tip to keep you cool, but just right. a tip to like make your house smell good. Um, you can take a dryer sheet and the intake of the fan, um, so long as it's not blocking all of the air, like you can put the dryer sheet on the back side of the fan and the, the sucking motion will keep the, the dryer sheet on, but it'll like also infuse the air with that scent. Wow, that's a great tip. I never <laughs> never heard of that. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't even know where I picked that hack up, but I it, yeah. <laughs> well, we have two minutes. We have two minutes to our next break. So I have stuff that's gonna blow your mind after the 30 minute mark. I found out some stuff, Amorous, that is gonna that is really incredible. I'm gonna wait till we get back from break. So okay. I wanna I wanna give you one more tip. Uh, and then you're going to give a tip. Then we have to go to break in thirty uh, at the thirty minute mark. Pineapples are actually a very good food to eat during a heat wave. Uh, they're filled with uh, they're filled with fluid, and plus they hydrate you. So if you're going to sit home in a heat wave and you're sweating and you don't want to turn that, a lot of people don't turn the air on because it's too much money. Uh, eat pineapples and you'll hydrate your system. Plus you'll feed yourself. Yeah, one tip. We got one minute, Amaris. Go ahead. This is for my female listeners okay. um, who are of a certain age. But I heard that Kalamata olives, the green olives, okay. um, if you are having a hot flash, I'm sorry, but this is just a reality check. If you're having a hot flash, right. if you eat them, it actually helps prevent that from happening. And in a heat wave, you need to do everything to prevent 
any kind of hot flash or heat, you know, additional heat. So Kalamata olives are your friend. Fantastic tip. Let's go to break. And when I come back after the 30 minute mark, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something that's going to spin your head. It's going to be amazing. Let's go to break. Check out our new podcast, Learn About World Cuisine, where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country, and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show. Okay, we are back. We're at the 30-minute mark. I'm going to tell you this thing I learned about heat waves, and I want everyone to be sitting down. Everybody, get in a seat. You're going to blow. It's just going to blow your mind. Here it is. You ready, Amaris? Mm-hmm. I'm already ice sitting. <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream is not recommended to eat during a heat wave. Now, well, what okay. does everybody in Philadelphia do when there's a heat wave? They all go get they ice all cream go and their, water ice. ice. Cream. They actually recommend you do not eat ice cream during a heat wave because it, it it your body heats up to metabolize the ice cream. So you're actually putting your body temperature higher in order to metabolize the ice cream. So actually, when you see all these people, and I'm talking to our friends, we had listeners in California. Uh, London, England, France, all over the world last week. I just want to let you know that they recommend that you don't eat ice cream during a heat wave because your body's metabolism heats up and it basically heats up your body uh, to metabolize the ice cream. So your body temperature is actually going to raise when you eat ice cream. <clears throat> Amherst, you know well, you know well, every time there's a heat wave, no matter what part of the world you live in, Everyone goes and runs and gets ice cream, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm one of those people. I love ice cream. <laughs> but it does make sense because one of the things that they tell you if you're trying to lose weight is to drink ice water because of that same fact. So exactly. I don't – yeah. So I never even thought, like, to put two and two together. But, yeah, that makes sense. And I to, want everybody – everybody needs to tell their friends, hey, I listened to the Dining on a Dying podcast. Tune in 32 minutes into the hour, <laughs> and you got to hear something that's going to blow your mind. <laughs> although I don't think that it's going to stop anybody from eating the it, ice cream, it, it, to be quite honest. If I go outside, <laughs> if I go outside this summer and there's no lines at the ice cream parlor, I'm taking credit. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead give us your next tip this whole this entire show is all about what can i cook or eat during a very uh, a heat wave we're about to enter the heat wave part of summer and that's what we're doing a whole hour of what can i do when it's a heat wave how can i cook what can i eat yeah your next tip amherst um, this isn't exactly a tip as to uh, what you can eat. This is a tip of how to stay cool. So you're okay. talking how your body metab like increases its temperature to metabolize the ice cream. I'm going to tell you that to cool off, you can actually put ice or ice packs on some of your major points um, on your bar body. So your wrists, the back of your neck, under your arms, um, put ice packs there just to help cool off your body because that's where some major blood flow goes through you. Right. Um, so that's a huge tip. That's fantastic. Okay. My next tip uh, for what can I do during a heat wave? It's gonna, uh, My next tip is going to be, do you have any ideas for lettuce wraps? Do you have any creative lettuce wraps? I know everyone knows to put chicken. You can go to the, uh, you can go to the tuna fish aisle, your grocery store. You got the tuna fish already made up. Buy some lettuce, throw that in there. Uh, do you have any tips for lettuce wraps, Amherst? I actually made lettuce wraps um, for my barbecue pulled chicken that I made last there week. There you go. There you so, go. So, yeah. So, you, I literally, and that's something you can eat cold or hot. Um, so, you can use your microwave and heat up the barbecue pulled chicken or pork um, if that's what you choose to do and put it in a lettuce like i i use big iceberg lettuce chunks um okay. so you you know put it in your your 
lettuce and then add in any toppings that you would like. So that was a quick and easy one for me. Okay. Um, and my, my lettuce go-to is butter lettuce. Do you know about butter lettuce? I love butter lettuce. But I love it's butter like lettuce. Zero, it's light. It's zero nutritional value, but I do love it. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my suggestion is you go to your tuna fish aisle of the supermarket, go to the uh, already made tuna fish, uh, buy some butter lettuce. Butter lettuce has a nice flavor. I know it sounds weird, but I think it has a good flavor. Uh, even though lettuce has no nutrients or nutritional value. And just get that tuna fish and throw it in a, a piece of iceberg lettuce and use it as a sandwich. What is your go-to? Is your go is I, your go I wanna lettuce? add I wanna add to that. Um I will say that butter lettuce is more watery. Um so I mean obviously if you pick it up it's lettuce, it's solid, but it contains more liquid um inside of it. So it actually might help you because of that to just stay cooler sure um my go-to lettuce i yeah. am one of the kale lovers just for the nutrients um i know that it has you can get different versions of kale too like there there's like a peppery kale that you can get um i get to like the baby kale so it's easier to like maneuver but if you want to soften it up you just kind of um, put it in your hands and manipulate it and break the stem a little bit so that it's easier, you know, to, to puncture. Um, but I, my go-to is usually like a kale or the Mediterranean mix just for the amount of nutrients. But I will say that I do love butter lettuce. And this is when the tip we always give about the already made foods at the supermarket comes in handy because you got the, already cooked chickens and yeah you, can you simply add that right to the lettuce exactly there's ample amounts of already made stuff um there is like the because people that are trying to count calories there's the cauliflowered rice that they're making now ahead of time that you can add add to stuff you can make lettuce wraps using that and add some beans and corn and salsa or whatever you feel like um to it and that's an easy tip and trick to like just go to the grocery store and have an already made meal you just have to mix it and you can always buy wraps, right? You oh, buy yeah, wraps you can, and do everything in a wrap. Yeah, you can you can buy pre-made hoagies. Um, that's another cold, you know, cold item so that you're not cooking at all. You're just literally purchasing an already made hoagie. Um, all you have to do is add your condiment. Um, well, that's a great point. What if I'm elderly? I'm disabled. I can't leave the house. It's 115 degrees. I well, don't have the money. I don't have the money to order, you know, t uh, order delivery. What do I do then? What can I make from my pantry? What, what are some you... things that everybody has in their pantry? You know, a lot of people are disabled. A lot of people are elderly. It's 115 degrees out. I can't get outside. Do you have mm -hmm. any ideas for what's in the? I do, but do you have any ideas about I've... what most people have in their pantry that they can make without? Uh, getting hot i mean i know that a lot of people have the t cans of tuna fish in their pantry i Absolutely. feel like if yeah i feel like if you open anyone's pantry there's tuna fish uh peanut butter as long as you don't have nut allergies um jelly thing you know like your staples bread uh pasta that's not cooked um again that would involve some some heat production because that's your stove but you know, there's there's a bunch of things that you can do that that are just quick and easy out of the pantry. Your number one thing would, of course, you know, bang for the buck kind of thing would be your pastas. So yes. boil up some pasta and add in, you know, like maybe it's unheard of, but if you're really down to like penny and nickeling it, you know, boil up some pasta, add in some tuna fish throw some olive oil and like lemon and salt and pepper it. And there, you know, there's like a meal with yeah, carbs and protein. So what would your tip and be? I'm, this is specifically for people that don't want to, <clears throat> right. This is specifically for people that can't get outside. I'm disabled. I'm elderly. It's 115 degrees out. I can't get outside. What do I do? Well, guess what? If you go to your pantry, 
a lot of people have beans, right? Canned beans mm -hmm. or dry beans. Get those beans, get some Italian salad dressing, and make your own mixed bean salad uh, with the Italian salad dressing. And it turns out perfect. It's a, what, a two-minute recipe, right? Yeah, it doesn't take much at all. Most people have beans in their pantry. Most people, like you said, have pasta. You can also make a pasta salad. Mm -hmm. So if, if you are disabled or if you're elderly or if you're just lazy like me <laughs> and it's 115 degrees out and you're like, oh, no, I'm not leaving out in that heat. I don't have money to get delivery. Go to your pantry. Most people have pasta. She just gave you great tips for pasta. Most people have beans. Just get that. Mix it with even if you mix it with seasoning. Say I don't have Italian dressing. Mix it with seasonings, you know what I mean? And it, it'll spice it up, and it'll make it a great experience. Uh, you got three types of people in a heat wave. Some people are cautious. They don't want to be out, right? Mm -hmm. some, some people are disabled. They can't get out. And some people are elderly. They can't get out. So that's an easy tip for those folks. You also have to understand that if, if, you're, if you're stuck at home for one reason or another, you do have a cell phone on you or a an actual like landline which is almost unheard of anymore but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if you're older uh, the older generation still have a landline but you call up your relatives and you say hey yeah. i need help can you make and bring over yeah, is that absolutely. a possibility reaching out you know to somebody that that can help you or there's local food pantries that you know deliver like me uh I don't know the names of them on top, like off the right. top of my head, but Absolutely. I do know there are places like in the city that do meals, meals for the elderly. And, you know, they're well, in there's that. A there's a charity, wildfireradio.com uh, or podcast.com. There's a charity. We did a whole show called Meals on Wheels. And you okay. can sign up for that and they'll deliver your meal every day. But that's yeah. what I think what you're thinking of. Okay, my next tip. Now, this show is all about, hey, it's 500 degrees outside. How did we go I from... It's 900 <laughs> degrees in the shade. I don't want to cook. What do I do? That's what this whole episode is about. I just want to give uh, people another tip, which I found fascinating. Hot air rises. Mm -hmm. So if you have a home, the best bet is to hang on the lower floor. Because the higher you go, the hotter it gets. Yeah. <clears throat> Amherst, you can take care of the food for the rest of the <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, all right. So here's the thing. Obviously, you want to try to spend as minimal time as possible in the kitchen if you're without air conditioning. I've been right. there. Trust me. Um, so I've, I've dealt with the sweltering heat, no air conditioning, stuck indoors quiche making a quiche from scratch oh, okay. that i mean you ha you have the oven on for like 45 minutes to an hour at most um and that's you know if you have not the greatest oven which i i didn't <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so <laughs> but like a quiche is an easy one to do a meal prep for and then you pop it in the oven and you get to walk away. You can sit outside and, you know, roast under the sun or like shade, hopefully. Um, and but stay close to home because obviously you're going to need to test, take that quiche out of the oven and test it to make sure that it's it's completely cooked through. Um, but that's an easy one where you don't have to stay in the kitchen. You just kind of prep it, put it together, put it in the oven and then you're done. That's that's a great tip. Okay, we got two minutes till our break. Uh, my rest of my tips are actually non-cooking because I don't cook. <laughs> so let me give a tip, you give a tip, and then we'll go to break. You ready? Uh, sure. All right. Uh, turn off your lights. If you have lights on, obviously it's going to raise the temperature. Uh, also... 40% of unwanted heat comes from the windows. So keep that in your head. So if you're trying to keep your, your house or your apartment cool, keep in mind that 40% of the heat that comes into your home is coming from the window. So mm -hmm. you can seal it or you can do something to make sure that heat stays out. Get Amherst. There's um, this thing called blackout curtains. 
that you can actually purchase and and put those up that's actually meant to block that that heat this intense sun going through your windows that's 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 a great tip let's go to break when we return we are going to finish up the show by giving you mind-blowing facts about how can you stay cool it's 800 degrees in the shade 900 degrees outside what do i do how do i eat how do i do what do i do so let's go to break when we come back we're going to give you our final segment all about how to cope with the heat wave you can find the dining on a dime podcast on social media on facebook dining on a dime the number one on twitter at dining on a dime the number one and on instagram kjw 1972 please subscribe to our show we are available on all podcast platforms including iHeartRadio and spotify okay we are back this is our final segment last 15 minutes of the show uh this whole show has been all about what do i do it's too hot too hot to cook too hot to do anything uh, these are tips. My next tip is to put is Sorry. to put put your fan up to the window with the air blowing out the window because what happens is the back of the fan will suck in all the um, all the heat in the room and it'll blow it out the window. So that would be my next tip. Um, so I don't necessarily have a keep it cool in your room tip no no no. Um, keep going with food i ran out of food i don't cook <laughs> <laughs> well i, I mean, ran out this, of food tips this this is even like involving just simple and easy because again with the grocery store we're living thankfully in a day and age where they pre pre-cook and pre-do a lot of stuff so if you are like really trying to stay out of the kitchen you're good to go just go to the store um one of the things that i would recommend is just buying like maybe if you can have seafood um they make seafood salads a lot of times oh, yeah. so yeah so if you want like to have a seafood night you can go there get the seafood salad maybe make a we'll bring it back to the taco again make a, a seafood salad taco but like use the lettuce lettuce instead of like the um the taco shell um and you know almost have like a lobster rollish kind of evening um you can order food out obviously you're staying out of the kitchen if you're ordering food from a restaurant right. um another easy like go-to meal that's in the house would be you know again whipping up a pasta salad like we said but you know maybe get creative with the the pasta salad and add in you know a different protein or a different like add in the eggs or you know i've added pasta into an actual salad salad um you can do any number of things to like have a cool meal and um you know i want to make it clear i was telling a friend of mine about this show and they reminded me that i want to get it across heat waves are serious business i'm making a joke you know uh, i've been joking around throughout the show but heat waves kill more people than any other natural disaster. It's a very serious thing. Uh, Chicago had a heat wave in 1995 that killed 700 people. So heat, if you have a heat wave, you might want to take all the precautions necessary, uh, especially if you have preconditions, uh, and you might want to stay home and be cool. Uh, I don't want to make this show into a whole joke. Uh, I'm joking around, but heat waves actually kill more people than any other natural disaster. 700 people died in the heat wave in Chicago in 1995. So if you're listening to this show this summer, next summer, five <clears throat> summers from now, because a podcast lasts forever. I just want to get across the point that although I am joking, there is heat waves are serious business. Uh, just want to let you know there's also... A USB fan that attaches to your smartphone. And you can actually put a USB line in your smartphone and it's connected to a fan. And I mean, it's not going to be much, but it'll cool you down while you have your phone in your hand. So you, I can didn't just, know. you, you Google that. 
I didn't know a, that they had that. That's kind of yeah, cool. It's a fan that attaches to your smartphone, uh, right through the smartphone. So you can always cool yourself when you have the smartphone. And not that this is food related, but I do, I have seen the um, battery operated fans where it has, it pulls like liquid out. So it mists you too. As oh it... yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. I use those. Actually. No pun intended. <laughs> no, that's actually a great tip. I've used those. Those are fantastic and it blows mist and it really cools you off. Yeah. Um, and don't forget the good old adage of just hydrate. If you're feeling faint and like you're, you know, feeling that heat a little bit too much sit down drink water it's your number one thing that you need to do and like i also would recommend everybody recommends like gatorade and powerade and stuff like that because we're adults right you might laugh but pedialyte actually is like my number one go-to i'm actually not laughing at that because i've heard that hundreds of times that's actually a very solid tip because it's meant for i mean it's, it's meant for babies because of dehydration but it works for everybody yeah it definitely does and it, it contains all the electrolytes that you need plus i i'm not gonna like knock it they actually taste good <laughs> oh yeah absolutely uh another thing i want to make sure people know once again i want to get across heat waves are very serious uh Heat waves knock a lot of power out. Uh, a lot of times when you have a very serious heat wave, it, it'll, it'll make the power go out. So I want to make sure everyone knows the old tip that if your power goes out, keep that freezer closed. Because as soon as you open that freezer or the refrigerator, it lowers the temperature. It's going to happen. You know that. There's going to be a power outage due to a heat wave sooner or later. So make sure that's the number one tip. Do not... <laughs> Do not open that refrigerator or freezer because that temperature will go down like a rocket. I actually already dealt with um, a hot, two hot days where I was without um, electricity. And for a 24-hour period, keeping the freezer and the refrigerator closed, it was still cool in there. It, you know, at some point in time, I had to go out and buy ice um and put it in a large cool like all the stuff in a large cooler but yeah if you keep your fridge and your freezer closed the first 24 hours it will stay cool after that not so much exactly and that that's a good tip uh this show uh is relevant this summer next summer 10 summers from now so i want to give you a couple tips on how you can stay cool if you're experiencing a heat wave, here's a nice tip. Uh, apply ice packs to your pulse areas. Uh, so if you have ice packs, put them on your pulse areas of your body and that'll cool you down uh, quicker. Uh, avoid alcohol and caffeine. Alcohol and caffeine will spike uh, your body temperature. It will. However, I was actually going to go over some, you know, summer cocktails, um, which is, <laughs> yeah, the complete opposite of what, you know, right. what we're, we're trying to tell you is to stay cool. But um, let's say for the those listeners out there that do have air conditioning, who can hibernate in their homes and have a cocktail and not have to worry about it. This summer, every summer, it's meant for those lighter freer like the seltzers the hard seltzers that are so popular right now um everybody's coming out with them bud lights even coming out with them i don't know what that's going to taste like right. but you know your cocktails that you can create should be more summery so the the hard seltzers are perfect for that because they come out with floral things with citrusy things so you can it's an easy thing that we can add to our cocktails or our base of of liquor um so that we can lighten it up you know you can make you can use like a raspberry vodka or just a plain vodka and add raspberries, mull it with a little bit of simple, simple syrup and then top it off with the hard seltzer. You know, that's a quick um, summer cocktail that you can make. Absolutely. Um, and, and one thing I, I don't mean to interrupt, but one more thing I want to make sure. You should be doing this every summer. 
go through and make sure that your air conditioner filters are good, are clean. Uh, because a lot of people, if your air conditioner filter is no good, it's not going to cool the room off the way you need it to be. Uh, if you have preconditioned uh, health conditions and you have to go outside, try to do it. Uh, try to avoid going out between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Uh, that is when the heat is the hottest. Uh, make sure you're out. You walk in the shade. The temperature in the shade obviously is a little bit less. And we want our regular listeners to know. Check on the elderly, obviously, right, Amaris? Obviously, oh, yeah. check on this sick and elderly. Uh, like I told you, heat waves are very serious things. They kill a lot of people. Uh, so make sure if you're listening to this and you're listening because the heat wave is in the title of the show, uh, make sure you take all precautions. If you have uh, a disability or a preconditioned health issues, try to avoid going outside in a heat wave. Uh, keep in mind that large protein meals increase your body temperature. Uh, protein makes your body temperature go up. Uh, so that's why uh, Amaris gave you a lot of fantastic tips on lettuce wraps, you know, and things like that. Because if you're eating a lot of protein, uh, it actually causes your body temperature to go up. Get yeah, Amaris, we got five minutes left in the show. What else do you want to tell our listeners in regards to uh, what can they do during a heat wave? Well, I mean, I personally eat less when I, you know, when it's warm out. And I think that just comes naturally because it does get too hot for you to really want to metabolize. Um, so one of the things that I do aside from salads is I can, I'll, I'll crack open a watermelon and just like have half a watermelon or what have you to, uh, as a meal, like you can drizzle on some, uh, reduced balsamic vinegar and it, you know, so it sweetens it up like the vinegar, it sweetens up the vinegar, um, and drizzle that on, or like a little bit of honey, um, give yourself an extra pop of sugar, even though watermelons already are juicy and sugary enough on their own. Um, but you know, it, it'll fill you up. It's low cost and you know, it's a large meal plus it's juicy. So you're getting that, the, the water, the liquid that you need to, to stay hydrated. Absolutely. And I, I'm proud of this episode because it's packed with great info. I mean, this is a great episode. Uh, I want to make sure everyone knows that there are cities like New York and Philadelphia. So if you're listening outside of uh, Philadelphia, there's plenty of look for cities that have what's called cooling centers. There's a lot of disabled and elderly that can't afford air conditioning. Uh, there are actually a lot of major cities uh, throughout the world that open up cooling centers where you can go and get free air conditioning and hang out all day so that you don't have to pay the money that you don't have for your air conditioning. So make sure you look for your local cooling center uh, before the heat wave starts. Also, they, uh, what I do, Amaris, and I'm not ashamed to tell you, uh, I actually go to malls during heat waves. Uh-huh. I go to movie theaters during heat waves. Why pay for my air conditioning when I can get free air conditioning? You know what I mean? Yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll often see me at a mall if there's a heat wave outside. We got two minutes. Good. I was going to say, I actually, I mean, well, first off, if you go to the mall now, I don't know if the malls are open, so I'm no, not sure. People, people can listen to this episode 10 years from now. So, oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so one of the things that I do, um, I buy one of those little blow-up kiddie pools and fill oh, it up with wow. water. Yeah, yeah, fill it up with water, and I'll sit in there. I'll sit in there and like just chill because that's a really quick, fast way. And then I'm, I also love the water. So, you know, it's kind of hitting two of my favorite things. That's actually <laughs> a great tip. And uh, I want to use our last minute to thank everyone for their support. We're one of the few shows that are actually up in listeners during the pandemic. Uh, when you, you know, a lot of people listen to podcasts on their way into work and home from work. A lot of people listen to podcasts when they're at the gym. All of that is not going on as much uh, lately. Uh, so we want to thank our listeners. Keep in mind that our show is available on all podcast platforms, 
including Spotify. Spotify is a major podcast thing. We're on there. iHeartRadio, we're on there also. So I want to uh, make sure that you know that our show is on there. Uh, Amorous, uh, give your plugs because we got about a minute left. Um, so you can find me on uh, all Insta, um, sorry, all social media, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest, LinkedIn. I'm a, I'm under A R Pollock, P O L L O C K U S. Um, you can find me there. You can look at the photos that I've taken. You can find articles that I've written um, on Rojo Mag, Philly Grub, Philly Bite, and um, some some of the photos that I've I've taken have been published in the Courier Post and Edible Magazine. Um, so I'm all over the place. Fantastic. And we will return July the 5th, holiday weekend. What better thing to do than listen to Dining on a Dime? We'll be back July 5th. Thanks, everyone, for your great support. Have a great week, a couple weeks. (laughs) You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify.